This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. For all NBA NBA Warriors, you are now tuned into Golden Spaces with Matt and Justin. So, um, let's start with Draymond because he gets hurt in this game. And at first you're just like, doc, damn. But then he has to go back to the locker room. And now I'm like nervous, you know, because I'm just like, please don't let anything be broke. That's like the... The first thing I'm thinking, you know, Um, and then like when they were like replaying the video and it was clear that it was like his finger, I felt better already because I'm like, okay, at least it's a finger and not like his hand. (laughs) So his whole hand wrist. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously a broken finger still wouldn't be ideal, but, you know, I'm like, it's still probably enough time to heal and him come back for the playoffs, but that wouldn't be ideal. But finger just feels better to me than like wrist hand. Right. So, um, so then like, they're just like, it's an injury. It's questionable. So I'm just like, but they didn't say whether the x-rays were negative. I mean, we, we sense learned later in the game that they were, but they didn't say that. So I'm just like, at this point now, I, I don't even care that the Warriors are down 20. I'm just like, what the hell? This season is really like, last year in the sense that like one comes back then the next one goes out one comes back and i was just like we cannot lose you know draymond green right now so i was i I was thankful that it wasn't so bad that they were like especially a cautious health health staff like uh, medical staff like the warriors that they allowed him to come back out but i was a little like when I saw the way his hand was, I was like, son, like, just don't even play him again tonight. Like, I'm fine taking this out, but, like, I don't want him risking further injury. So I was personally nervous the whole night he was playing. How are you feeling? Yeah, once I saw he came back with the hand wrap thing, I was like, uh, it's it's all right. You know the Warriors how they how they operate with things. They're so cautious. I think if he was not good enough to play, they would definitely would have would have crossed him off. But um, yeah, and I was like, he's not he's not a scorer anyway. But I mean, he was finishing well for for the most part this game. He was seven for eleven, mostly all layups inside. So I wasn't too worried about him. Um, we'll see what they say going forward. But I think overall his game was. Which he may have missed anyway, but I, it's to the extent that he shoots, I feel like it's going to affect his shooting more than it will affect him finishing, like, right at the rim. Right. 
And I think, I mean, he should just be trying to finish mostly at the rim anyway. So, um, yeah, it, it is it is what it is with him. I think he played mostly a, a decent game. Uh, could have been a little bit better in the second half if he didn't sit in the middle of their run. But, <laughs> uh, yeah, I like I liked Draymond uh, tonight. I mean, yeah, he, I mean he didn't do his typical – uh, I, I think early in the game they kind of let AD get a little bit too hot, and then from there it was it was a wrap. He was usually bad. does a really good job on AD early, and AD's out of rhythm for the rest of the game. Um, but it, that wasn't the case this game. And then he got hurt, obviously, so AD got even hotter, and it was kind of like, uh, ain't really nah, doing it. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, Loon was struggling tonight. He was fouling. Not a great night for J.K. So our front court was struggling out there. And, I mean, look, Anthony Davis is a great player. So there's no shame in that. But they were struggling, which is why you mm-hmm. tell me why I was forced to see Anthony Lamb so much. So I didn't really feel like he was doing, like, so much better either. Um, <laughs> so... Yeah, I mean, it just, I mean, outside of Steph, Clay, Dre was cool. I just didn't really feel like they got, I mean, Dante was fine defensively, but he didn't have much offensively tonight. Um, In terms of scoring, in terms of scoring, you know, he had like some good finds and stuff like that. But I mean, it just wasn't like he's, I mean, he always has his impact on games, but, like, he has some games, you know what I mean, where he hits threes and he, you know, he just wasn't doing it in that way tonight. So I I actually, like, now I got to really go back and watch the game because I'm like, how did they manage to keep it so close? They just had, like, like spurts of, like, little runs that they went on. Yeah. I mean, Steph, Steph and Clay hit shots. They were, what, nine for 23 from three, which is yeah. you know, decent. Uh, I mean, Dante had 11 points. I think I think that's as good as you can ask for him with with for step him. back. Maybe yeah. I just feel like he didn't make most of the threes that he tried to take. Yeah, he was what two for six, and then he missed one late. That that would have been a huge one. Um, I think they really it really hurt them with JP not scoring as much as he usually does and could, and Kaminga also not really shooting you know, finishing the ball well and stuff like that. He had a few opportunities to just get nice layups, but they were contested and he just didn't make them. And I think that's definitely something that can take him to another level in the league. And eventually, hopefully he can get to, you know, elite finishing because he has the bounce to do it. And he just got to, he just got to do it. And he has decent footwork too, but he just, he doesn't finish it a lot of the time. Right. So a lot of times if it's not a dunk, then it's kind of, 50-50 50-50 with him, and he has to get yeah. to that. And it's something that he can learn from Wiggins, because Wiggins is amazing at the little push shots and stuff like that. I think it's it's like we we want Wiggins to dunk more often, um, but he's really good at the little hooks, the little push shots close to the rim. He, he's he been a, an elite finisher since he came into the league. So hopefully Joku jo- can kind of pick some of those tricks up and some of that touch around the rim, because um, then you got two really good rim finishers, and that that would, you know, that would be huge for them. Any chance you think his handle will improve? Because Wig's handle hasn't even after all these years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think Joku's handle will improve for sure. I think he he has the creativity. Um, 
he has the burst and the strength. It's just a matter of being able to keep it attached to him when he moves. I don't think he has to be like, you know, Kyrie Irving or anything like that. But if he can even get to Andre Iguodala, a closely Andre Iguodala level where it's like, it just stays with him. You know, like wherever he goes, it stays with him. He doesn't lose it. Then you can really use your athletic gifts because your burst, the first step is going to be there. You know, it just got to make sure the ball moves with him when he goes. So I think either the handle or the jump shot or both can be his path to, you know, all-star level player. Because then at that point, you can really utilize your athletic gifts. Now, Loon had a little point in the game when he wasn't fouling that he, like, was sunning Anthony Davis. Like, did you, like, you know, he got 80 up in the air, and he yeah. had, like, a couple shots at the rim. He did a little stuff. I said, who is this? Why can't I just get Loon like this all the time? Why do I only see this, like, once every, like, 15, 20 games? But I was like, yeah. okay. So let me not totally undersell him because that was, like, a really important stretch in the game, actually. It was. It was, like, it three really possessions was. in a row. Yeah. Yeah, that was big. That was probably his yeah, that was like his all his points right there too. <laughs> uh, you gotta like you gotta go at AD. You can't just let him, you know, completely deter you. Like you gotta try him a few times, especially with the bigger body guys who can kind of jump into him and stuff like that. And Steph has been doing this for years. This is why AD rarely beats Steph in a game and he rarely really affects Steph is he jumps straight into AD's body. You gotta do that with, with shot blockers. Um, because it kind of zaps a little bit of their jump, throws their timing off. Obviously, it makes them a little bit more susceptible to fouling you because their hands are coming down. But Loon did a good job those few possessions, just jumping straight into AD's chest and then finishing on the way down. And that's kind of what you got to do. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Well, what did you, how did you feel about Andre tonight? I think, I thought he was good, to be honest. Um, You know, the shot making is stuff, it's like, it comes with him. That's why, like, even with Dante, it's like, it's a plus if they're hitting shots. Where I mean, Dante's a little bit more of a an, a legitimate shooter than Andre was, so you kind of hope he can hit shots. But they do so many of the other things that it's like, all right, any type of scoring from them is a bonus. Um, and Andre was doing what he what he did when he when he played earlier this season, just defending him and Draymond together on the court defensively has just been amazing. Uh, hopefully they can sustain it. Both of them can remain healthy. But he rebounds. He knows where to go. He know he just knows how to play basketball at a high level. It's just a matter of if his body can can handle it. And um, yeah, I mean he was a what, a plus he was a plus eleven in fourteen minutes. He was a big part of the run that they were going on. I think early in the fourth or at some point in the game. Draymond was a plus six, and it's because they could defend. Um, so that's, that's that's what I think about Andre. And I've kind of always hinted at him coming back. Like, hey, if we can get Andre, it's because he can defend and rebound. That's what they need. So, Yeah, I hope Clay doesn't feel like because these guys are back now that he should stop rebounding. He needs to keep rebounding. <laughs> right. Yeah, five, yeah, five today. So. Yeah, so um, – 
Uh, so, so there was a tweet from Anthony Slater um, before tonight, today's game, and he said, well, surprise, Andre Iguodala is coming back with Steph Curry. And so that likely means, at least in the near future, like the very, very immediate near future, probably the Warriors would delay signing Anthony Lamb. Or, you know, it's not even definite or said that it will be Anthony Lamb who they signed to that last spot, but it seems pretty clear they're not going to go after anybody on the buyout market. So they wanted Kevin Love, couldn't get him, and I don't think they've expressed interest in anyone else. I mean, I'm actually pretty surprised that Brooklyn was the team that got Nerlens. Mm-hmm. I'm like, they don't even have a chance to actually compete this year. So, um, and it's on a ten day. Is that a ten day? It's on a ten day contract. Yeah, I did not realize that because <laughs> you know our friend Jeremiah, the Suns fan, he was like, "Man, I really wanted you know the Suns to get him, or you know, or at least you guys to get him." And I'm like, yeah, I did too. But I mean, I feel like the Suns or the Warriors probably could have got him. So my my guess is that neither team went after him. That would be my guess. Right. Yeah. Um. So I don't know. Guess they all know something we don't know. Because I mean, to me, they're both lacking. Yeah, I don't think they really. I don't think the Suns need them really. They got they got length and they got bigs. They they need like wing defenders, point of attack guys, quick guys. I think because they got Katie, they got Aiden. You know, that's that's enough size inside. I guess Aiden was tonight in that Mavs game, not having that much impact though. But that's another story, um, right? <laughs> um, so I, I mean, you know, I don't think he really trusts Aiden, and a lot of the Suns fans don't. So maybe that's where that was coming from. I was surprised. I mean, I clearly wasn't thinking about Nerlens for any team but the Warriors. So. But they did not go after him. And so it doesn't seem like they're interested in anyone else. And so I don't know if they're going to fill that that final spot. Uh, they have a few more games that they can use Ty Jerome for. But, like, it doesn't seem like he would actually get minutes now with Steph back and, like, everybody. So it's like I'm a little unclear what they're going to do. Um. He was active tonight, Anthony Lamb. And mm-hmm. to me, it seemed clear that Kerr was going to definitely utilize him so as not to have to play Andre that much. Um, right. So I think that was the plan. I'll say, I think that was the plan. And then Kaminga just didn't have good minutes. So Lamb got all those minutes. Okay. So now, I mean, Lamb is done unless they sign him. We, I mean, that could happen. They could sign him. But right now, I don't know if they're going to sign him like tomorrow or they're going to wait a little bit longer. So it's like, are you going to play? Are you going to play um, Andre Moore? Maybe they know something about when Wiggs may be coming back. I just I know he's dealing with the family matter. And God, I hope I hope whatever's happening resolves. But it's like I can't imagine that they have no sense, even though they're not saying anything to us like They just have no sense of when he may be coming back. I mean, that seems a little unrealistic to me. So I wonder if it's like they have a sense when Andrew will be back. And so, because I mean, really, once Andrew's back, what what is, 
you don't necessarily need lamb, but is it like a, well, God forbid something happens with one of these guys. Let's just have that extra body. But like, if we're going into the postseason playing lamb, then I like, I, <laughs> you know, then I, I like, I can't take the team seriously, Justin. Right. I mean, I mean, if Wiggins ain't playing, it's going to be tough. <laughs> um, and I mean, lamb played what? 27 minutes tonight. Dante played 37 minutes you would imagine 35 of those minutes combined go to Wiggins. Um, so, yeah, I think when Wiggins comes back, Lamb probably still will play if he's signed just because of, as a front court player, spacing and stuff that Kerr likes that he can provide, especially when they play against teams that do what the Lakers did today, which is sag completely off of Draymond Green and Kevon Looney. You need – a, a four or somebody who's playing the four to make the defense think twice about it or make them pay for doing it by hitting threes. So I guess we're going to have to see. Is, I think he made two. He, he made two. One of them was a big one, but you know, like I said, Wiggins is going to be taking game. a lot of those shots. The one that tied yeah. the game was the only big one, but you know what? You know what he did also did? He gave up he a over. fucking three. At the end of the, the 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 what was that the third quarter or the half, he gave up that three to Reeves, was it? You know, and then there was another three yeah. where he, he was late to close out. He wasn't near, you know. And I'm like, Andre, I, that wouldn't have happened if Andre Iguodala was in the game. See, that's the shit that cancels out those fucking threes for me that he makes. You know, it's like because I feel like even when he makes it, he's gonna give it back on defense. That's mm-hmm. how I feel, Justin. And you're not wrong. And you're not wrong. There's a reason why he's on the fringe of an NBA roster. Um, but like we said, hopefully Wiggins can come back soon. He's a legitimate all-star caliber player. So that is obviously a huge upgrade in your team when you're going from a guy who's barely on the team to a guy who's legitimately an all-star. <laughs> um, and I think people are underestimating how big of an impact that makes. So just got to get the team healthy. At least just give me give me 15 games to end the season, at least 12 to 13 games with everybody so we can really, really get it cracking. But, yeah, just hope Wiggs is good. Um, I think that's the other thing that sort of bugs me about the way people are sort of responding to this. It's like, why don't y'all remember that our team hasn't been, like, intact? for most of All the season. season. You know, so, I mean, you know what? Yeah, I mean, we can get into that, but I just, is there anybody, is there, are there any other players we're missing tonight? We're not thinking of anything in terms of just the game itself? Um, Steph. Nah, uh, I think Steph looked good. good in his return. I mean, he missed like his he first did. couple of shots, but he got into rhythm pretty quickly. And um, sure. I, like, apparently I didn't see it, but apparently I heard there were some people mad or getting mad at him for like being passive. Or I'm just like, here we okay. go. It's the same. It's the same. It's the same stuff. I want to say a different word, but it's the same <laughs> stuff. Every time Steph plays, like he ends with 27 points and people are mad that he didn't end with 57 points. It's like, we get it. Right. He took 20 shots and six free throws. I don't understand how that's passive. Um, 
and ultimately he runs with plays that are called. I mean, so they, they have autonomy to call some plays. And there was a stretch in the game where he legitimately was just getting the ball and calling for a screen and they were getting good actions out of it every single time. And I think that he did that at the beginning of the fourth and he gets taken out of the game. I don't think you can, he doesn't have control over that. You know, like he can try to trump whatever Curse says, but at the end of the day, that's out of his hands. I think he was playing a hell of a game, especially to start the fourth, but then position to win. So, I mean, it wasn't like when he first came back and I said, and he does that even like he does that. Like it looked like he was making a concerted effort. Like let's get Clay going early. So he's, you know, in rhythm and. and, And Clay had the first nine to, I don't know, however many points, 12 points for the team. Clay's been on a heater since January one, like, (laughs) <laughs> right you know that's what, I mean? what it Wait. looked like for me like he wanted to make sure like let's keep clay in rhythm let's keep him going or whatever and he was in there sort of trying to like feel himself out and get you know but then because he's on a minutes restriction he got pulled in that first quarter right so he didn't even have the whole quarter to really you know do anything but by the second the third and the fourth you know he said after the game like he felt like he got stronger as it went on so like that's what it looked like to me I didn't really feel like he was passive I mean I think there was a point in time where I said where I was like okay Steph this is a you game clearly like these are the guys you and like you and play that's it it's it's a y'all game but um I I wasn't mad at him and I never felt like he was being passive or a beta or Mm -hmm. whatever other nonsense people say like I, I thought he looked good coming off like you know being out for as long as he was what was it a month essentially yeah and like I said, 20 shots and six free throws, which is which is really like 25 shots or something like that, 23. Um, yeah, they scored 18 points in the first quarter. They scored 18 points in the third quarter. That, I mean, I guess you can say he could have been a little more aggressive there, but like a lot of it is, like you said, first quarter, he's getting back on the court since however long ago. And third quarter, they're just sagging off of Draymond, and it's it's tough. <laughs> it's tough to score in those situations. It's tough to generate good shots in those situations. So, yeah, it, it is what it is. People are going to talk about stuff being passive until he retires. We know when it's, when push comes to shove, he's going to show up, and he did tonight. 27 points on 20 shots is what you should be able to live with from your superstar. <laughs> right. All right, well, I, I'm over this game. I'm moving on from it, so... Let's move on, Justin. Let's move on. 